Hi, and welcome to The Booby Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? And I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from the Booby Girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the Booby Girls, where you'll get access to our whole slew of bonus <laughs> content, including our Firefly Lane series, Booby Serials, I should say, um, Behind Her Eyes we finished recently, and then we're going to be starting Nine Perfect Strangers here soon in a few short weeks. When's um, the first episode? I want to say it's like August 18th or something on Hulu. So and should start the book now. Probably. <laughs> okay. At the rate that you go or you can keep doing what you've been doing which is like read like half of it and then just swing the rest. I'm not, I'm not, can't confirm or deny that that might be what is going to happen today. <laughs> All right. Well, we have that to look forward to. Um, and this week we are covering the last letter from your lover. I still can't get it right. I keep saying my, your last letters from your lovers. I keep adding S's to the title. Same, same. Um, I have titled this one, Once a Cheater, Always a Cheater. Ooh, yeah. Because this is romanticizing just affairs. I mean, sure. There's still like a really nice love story in all of this. The base of it is sure. just infidelity. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, okay, so the book was originally published January 10th, 2008, and it's written by Jojo Moyes. It has a Goodreads rating of 3.98 out of 5, and it's 390 pages. And the movie just came out on Netflix, like, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so it's a Netflix... Original. Yes, but it's like they acquired it. So I don't know if it's a Netflix original movie. I think they call it just Netflix film. Yes. It's a Netflix film. Yes. <laughs> um, it's rated TVMA, um, which is funny that it has a TV hmm. rating, considering yeah. it's still a movie. Um, it's a drama romance, and it's an hour and 50 minutes long. And it's directed by Augustine Frizzell, who is a female actress. Um, she's and, an actress? Yeah, she's an actress. Oh. And um, she actually directed the pilot of Euphoria. Oh, okay. Which... That show's amazing, yes, and, it is. but that's the only episode that she directed, which was interesting. Very. Interesting. What has she been in? Nothing that. I, oh, she was in. Um, I just saw. I just read it. Oh, Pete's Dragon in 2016. Um, didn't watch that. Like a, not very much. Yeah. But okay. She has an IMDb for being an actor. So there you go. <laughs> Listen, if you, you have an IMDb. <laughs> you've made it. Yes. <laughs> All right, so the IMDb synopsis reads, A pair of interwoven stories set in the past and present follow an ambitious journalist determined to solve the mystery of a forbidden love affair at the center of a trove of secret love letters from 1965. This is going to not spoil a little bit, but we'll, I'm sure we are going to talk about this anyway. Would you have... So the book is like part one and part two. Mm-hmm. The, the movie is... Interwoven. Interwoven. Yeah. Would you have rather the book been interwoven? No. No? I like when my books are segmented. <laughs> I get it for the purpose yeah. of the movie because it keeps the plot kind of moving mm-hmm. when you do it kind of interwoven like they do here. Um, but no, for the book purposes, like I need my like times in, <laughs> you know, in their exact parts, I guess you could say. So I appreciated that it wasn't like that. Um, so some interesting facts. Uh, this book is one of many books that Jojo Moyes has written. Um, some of her others include the Me Before You series, which we'll mm-hmm. eventually cover because at least the first one the is, first is one. a movie. Um, but I think um, 
Rachel McAdams it stars in that one. Um, a couple others. Uh, she's written The Giver of Stars, which is on my bookshelf to read. Still haven't gotten to it. Um, and The One Plus One. So she's got quite a few yeah. books under her belt. Um, on her FAQ page on her website, um, she was asked, you know, what's your advice to up and coming um authors and one of the things i thought was interesting she said you know read newspaper articles and be aware of the news events happening um and you know get inspiration from that Mm -hmm. because you know especially when you're reading or writing a historical fiction you kind of have to pull from different things happening to actually make it make sense and like make it work for that time so i thought that was interesting um she's also one of only a few authors to have won the romantic novel of the year award by the romantic novelist association twice one of them actually being for the last letter from your lover Mm. which she won in 2011 and I guess it's a prestigious award because only yeah. very few have won it this is once, the, not twice. This is the first book you've read of hers, yes. right? Yeah. Same here. I really like the. I liked her style. Spoiler alert! I am obsessed with this book. Yeah, like <laughs> I li- like the, when I kept reading it, I, I felt like she's like. I mean, I, I could be speaking out of turn. I feel like she's like uh, like the next Nicholas Sparks, like the way she Ew. was writing. But you know what I mean, like. But everyone associates <laughs> yeah. Nicholas Sparks with like these romantic. Sure you know, yeah. type uh, books. And that's kind of like how I got, I was like, yeah. if this is how all the rest of her books are, like I'm in. I'd be curious to see if, the, cause the thing I don't like about Nicholas Sparks is I feel like all of his books have a very similar right. feel to them. I hope hers aren't like that too. Yeah. Like they may have a similar writing style, but I hope that the plot yeah. and the locations and things are different. I really um, like her aesthetic as well. Yeah. I feel like she's gone back and like redone all of her book covers to like <laughs> this certain type. Yeah. And I told you the other day, I was very upset because I went to Barnes and Noble to buy this book and I had to have the dumb movie cover. <laughs> and I'm so mad about it. Like, Hey, I, we found it want- at a different bookstore. I said, just go return that one. You're like, I'm barely, I'm basically done with it. Not for your, for your collection. If you're planning on keeping this I know, book. I know. I was really <laughs> mad about it. Um, so <laughs> the movie's not doing too great on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh no. Well, I can tell you why. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's at a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I mean, it's still early on, sure. but it's usually a good indicator <laughs> that it's not going to do very well. Um, not too many, um, fun facts about this movie so far, but one thing that I did see was that Netflix actually required, acquired this movie in 2019. Mm-hmm. So they've sat on it for almost two years yeah. before they actually released it. So not oh, sure Oh, like why. it was already finished? Yeah. By then? Oh, wow. Yeah, they okay. got the distribution rights to the film um, for for uh, the United States and international wow. territories. Yeah, so. I wonder why they did that. I mean, yeah. it probably worked to their benefit because, well, I don't know, because during COVID, you would think Netflix would want to put stuff out, yeah. more stuff out. But. I don't know. And of course, we don't get the, the gross of the film because we don't know right. what the... But we've been very... Um, <laughs> fascinated by all these lawsuits going on with the streaming system yeah and, it's wild and the actresses not getting their money so. well and it's like who do you who do you kind of look at to me personally like for instance scarlett johansson's currently in, mm-hmm. in the thick of it like if my contract very explicitly says it's going to be a feature film on in theaters that's what i'm going to expect right. so when you don't do that yeah i'm gonna sue yeah, for sure i'm <laughs> so. totally on scar joe's side on this <laughs> It's not hard not to be. Yeah, I know. Uh, so let's talk about the cast to so just get through it. <laughs> um, okay, so Jennifer Sterling, who is the main character of this story, um, hers, 
the her character is based mostly in the sixties, um, is play and is played by my least favorite actress of all time. All time, really, literally all time. Wow, I cannot okay. think of anyone that I would rather not see on a screen. <laughs> Shailene Woodley. I cannot stand her. What I, is it about her that you don't her, like? Well, okay, I I I started with her. During Secret Life of an mm, American Teenager. It's not a great start. Which is not a great start, <laughs> but it was like, just like, it just seemed like there was like, she's like this random icky girl mm-hmm. that they just decided to put on this crap TV show, right? <laughs> and then, and then all of a sudden they're like, okay, but let's then put her on this like extreme series in the Divergent series mm-hmm. where I was like, no way, mm-hmm. no way. She's this white, like she has this look on her face half the time. That's just like, <laughs> it's when she smiles with her mouth closed. I cannot stand Interesting. it. I think you feel about her the way I feel about Emma Roberts. Oh, probably. Yeah. I literally like can't. I hate her with a passion. <laughs> I, I literally like don't like, I don't ever want to do the Divergent series. I don't want to do a fault in her star or fault in our stars. We're doing that one. You, well, you know, and that. I mean, I tolerated her in big little lies yeah. because she wasn't the main, she's not like. True. Well, because the other actresses like overpower her in every way, shape or form. Yeah. So. I don't know. I just, I, we've talked about this before that there's certain actors and actresses you put him in a film, it legitimizes the film. Mm-hmm. You put her in a film for me, and it, like, I don't know what the opposite word of it that is. Delegitimizes. Right. It. That's what it is for me. You know so what I mean? So it's safe to say you didn't like her in this role? Hated her. <laughs> Hated her. Didn't buy it for one second. The one benefit or the one positive, because we talked about this the other day, is at least they didn't try to slap on a fake accent on her. Accurate. It made her be from New York City, which isn't what it is in the book, but at least right, she didn't have to fake a accent. Probably be because she doesn't have a good one. You know True. what I mean? Well, okay. Let's keep going because let's get to some of the other characters because I have a question I want to ask you. I but think I, I know what your question is, okay. um, but we'll, we'll start. But yeah. yeah, this is actually her Netflix debut and I, hopefully it's her last <laughs> Netflix movie Ouch. ever. So <laughs> anyways, uh, next character is maybe I do want to do the other movies with her in it so I can just bash her some more. <laughs> I mean, not to mention she's also dating Aaron Rodgers and causing a That's problems. That's just wild to me. Problems. Okay. Anyways, uh, Lawrence Sterling, who is Jennifer Sterling's husband in the story is played by Joe Alwyn. Um, he was in the movie Harriet and The Favorite, which I actually really love that. Did you watch that movie? No. It's a period piece. Mm. It's really good, though. Interesting. Yeah, I, he doesn't look familiar to me. Um, he was fine. I, I guess, I don't know. He didn't really bring much to this character. Like, in the book, I, I, I thought Lawrence was a little bit more pompous than this guy. True. Brought to the table, but. Well, and like. I didn't see, and I know they're not really supposed to have chemistry, but I didn't see like any chemistry None. between the two of them, which was like, okay, why would they even get married? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know well, I, mean? I guess it means it's the sixties. So true. True. But I, yeah, I just, I didn't like him in general, like the character yeah. or the actor. I, yeah. I could have done without them. <laughs> um, but the next character, Anthony O'Hare, <laughs> who is the, he is a journalist who then becomes the other woman. In the story, you know what I mean? He's the mistress. He is the mistress. Um, is played by an actor named Caleb Caleb Turner. Um, do you do you recognize him? He looks much more familiar than the other guy, but I can't place him. Um, he is Theseus uh Scamander in Fantastic Beasts ah. uh two, and he's gonna be uh in the third one coming up as well. I love him. He he's is cute. I was <laughs> in it with him. He was also in the movie Emma. Uh 
I feel like which is a book too. Yeah, I uh, did a little bit. I you know looked this a movie up a little bit, and he's very much the star that is coming out of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems like a very private person. He has like no social media. Um, I guess he's kind of had a past with like marijuana and stuff that oh, he's been trying to okay. like work through. But man, I was all in with him. And I was too. And was I think that's what, right. And I mean, he had not much to work with and he still like <laughs> sold it for me. You know what I, you know what I'm saying? Hey, Shailene Woodley could be attractive to other people, just not to but us. Like I just, didn't, I didn't see any, like there wasn't a ton of like passion between the, like chem, like I didn't love the chemistry. That's fair. Um, I think it could have been better, but I, I mean, I think you're a little biased too. I mean, I basically could just put my hand on the screen and watched him talk. Were, were you envisioning yourself in her role? <laughs> Literally anyone but her. <laughs> but yeah, I thought he was, yeah. I thought he was great. He, I don't know that I pictured anything while reading the book, mm-hmm. but I think, I think they nailed it. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Sometimes I like completely envision who mm-hmm. I think it's going to be and then I get disappointed. This yeah. is the opposite. Like yeah. I wasn't really expecting anything and it was perfect. Yeah, he was great. I'm excited. Hopefully we see him in Smothered. I, I feel like Jojo Moyes might bring him back at some point. Hey, why not? <laughs> um, so now we're flash forward to the... Uh, to the current characters. Mm-hmm. Um, these are, I think it's supposed to be set in 2003, at I believe. Le- it is at least in the book. They don't really mention it in the movie. No, they just kind of flash forward yeah. to it. Um, Ellie uh, Hayworth is a journalist in present time, uh, played by Felicity Jones, mm-hmm. who I love. She was Jin in Rogue One in Star Wars, and I loved her in that film. Um, she actually has an Oscar nomination for The Theory of Everything. Um okay. I kind of had a little bit of a, you know, what's her name? Emily Blunt in Woman on the Train. How they kind of like dumbed her down a little bit. Okay. I could see Um, that. Not as far as they went. Yeah. (laughs) With Emily Blunt. She's not a train wreck. (laughs) Yeah. But like I've seen her like a lot more like glammed up, I I think a little bit. Um, I could agree with that actually now that I think But I really like her. I do too. Um, This is my question for you. Would would I have rather seen her as Jennifer Sterling? Would you have rather not removed... Shailene Woodley, but swap them. Yes, absolutely. The whole time I was watching this, I was like, I wish they would have swapped them. Well, and I think it would just make more sense because in present day or 2003 mm-hmm. or whatever, it makes a lot more sense for an American journalist to be coming from the US to UK right. to have, you know, to take a job at a, at a newspaper. So yeah. it just made more sense if they would have just flip-flop them. I don't Absolutely. know why. I'm glad you think that, that way. Cause yeah. I, the whole time I thought about it. Well, and it would have served the purpose of making sure she still had an English accent. Right. We didn't have to make up this stupid story about how she's from New York <laughs> and they right. met at a dinner somewhere. Like right. it just, yeah, I think it would have worked better. Uh, but yeah, uh, not the last time I'm sure we will see of her no. in the near future. Uh, last character I want to talk about is Rory, who is Rory in the book. Yes. Okay. I never, I, I didn't get through part two. What? I didn't get through part two. You didn't finish the book? I just told you that at the beginning of this episode. You did? I didn't hear you. I did. (laughs) I did not finish. I got to part two. (laughs) I can't with you. I mean, I told you. Read half the book and then I wing it. I feel like you're really slacking these days. (laughs) It's not my fault. (laughs) It's not my fault. The Delta variant is coming. I know. Maybe we'll quarantine again. (laughs) You'll have more time on your hands. I will say, though, this is the first book that, I mean... 
Granted, there has only been maybe one or two other books that I actually haven't finished. Yeah. Um, this that's is sad because it. Oh. I know, but that's no. Let me finish. I th- I actually want to finish mm-hmm. this book. It well, wasn't I'm gonna because tell you how it ends. That's so. fine. But like, <laughs> it, this wasn't a book I didn't finish because I didn't want sure, to. You ran it out was, of time. I just ran out of time. Fair enough. So um, also, we could have recorded later if you really wanted to finish it. But then that gets me backed up on the next book, all and right, then it's like right. a snowball effect. <laughs> and plus, I like it's. Just promise me you will finish it one day. I do. I do really want to finish it. Um, But so Rory is played by a guy named Nabhan. It's N-A-B-H-A-A-N. N-A-B-H-A-A-N? Nabhan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Last name is R-I-Z-W-A-N. Rizwan? Rizwan. His mom is he's probably um, Indian. His mom is from Pakistan. Oh, She's also an actress. Um, Oh, she is? Yeah. I got to look her up now. I don't remember what her name is. That's but. okay. What's his name again? <laughs> uh, N-A-B-H-A-A-N. Last name R-I-Z-W-A-N. He was born in England, so he's Keep technically talking. British. I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, he was in the movie 1917, which Boyfriend Ray has been trying to get me to watch since it came out because he loves that movie. Which one? 1917. What's that about? It's a war movie that's like shot all in one motion. Okay. Like the whole movie, it doesn't stop. It just keeps going. Hmm. Right. Um, and then he's also going to be in the upcoming HBO miniseries Station Eleven, which is about like a pandemic or that's something. That's also a book, I think. There you go. <laughs> Everything is a book yeah. these days. Um, I really liked him though. I did too. I liked him. Um, there's no indication in the book that he's, you know. Yeah. Um, Pakistani it's or very modern anywhere. of them yeah but I mean well and I appreciate that if I'm being completely mm-hmm. honest I like seeing the representation he's not trying to be one thing versus right. you know playing another so I appreciated it I think he was great for the role um I'm interested to see what you think once you read the book because mm-hmm. for me in the movie he felt a little more like like lonely boy yeah in the book, he had a little bit more of, like, a strong personality, right. in my opinion. So I kind of lost that a little bit in the movie. But yeah. either way, I think he was a good good choice for it. Yeah. I looked up his mom. She doesn't sound familiar. She's <laughs> only been, like, in a couple of, like, yeah. Indian movies. So, um, but that's cool. But yeah. All right. Time for Who Said It. Your first quote is, I'm afraid of what I feel for you. I'm afraid to love somebody this much. Was that Jennifer? Yes. I call her Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. It's just easier. <laughs> I know. I think my notes I put Jennifer for whatever reason. Uh, next one. You are the strong one. The one who can endure living with the possibility of a love like this and the fact that we will never be allowed it. Anthony. Yes. But like in that like letter that they mm-hmm. mentioned five zillion times. Right. <laughs> I know. I kept being like, did I read this letter right? already? I think I did. <laughs> Every new character that comes in is like, read this letter. Yeah. Next person. Read this letter. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I found a letter. Uh, All right. Next one. It's a thing about wanting something you can't have. And that thing of never being able to say what you really feel. Ellie. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Last one. Every act has a consequence, Ellie. In my view, the world divides into people who can see that and make a decision accordingly and those who just go for what feels good at the time. I know those types of people. Let's go with Rory. Yeah. I mean, wow. process of elimination. Four wow. for four there. For only reading half the book, I did really well. For I did better then than I did when I read the whole book. I mean, a lot of them were pretty obvious. I'm just saying. <laughs> but good good for you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Your options for F, Mary Kill are Jennifer slash Jenny, Anthony, and Ellie. Oh, God. 
This is the probably the easiest choice I've ever had in my entire life. Um, I'm That's gonna. You're basing it off the actors. <laughs> I'm gonna kill Jennifer clearly, um, and then I will marry Anthony because, come on, right? I mean, he cheated on his first wife, but he's really like worked on himself. Sure. Um, <laughs> you just said you started this episode with once a cheater, always a cheater. <laughs> Look. I mean, anyway, people can change. Sure. <laughs> um, and then I will, I'll write my love letters to Ellie. Okay. I think I'm going to have to agree with you. Not because of Shailene Woodley, mostly because I just didn't like the character. You Jennifer. actually think she's a good actress? No. <laughs> That's, I just don't hate her as much as you do. <laughs> All right. Okay. So here we go. The book starts off. In London, 1965, which is not the year that the book starts <laughs> off, which I hate when they do. I'm like, what is Why? the point? Right. Just What's the make point? it the 60s, right. like on 1960. Correct. That's fine. Anyway, so they're driving home from the hospital, um, Mr. and Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Sterling, and they get home and you kind of like kind of get the fact that not everything's okay um because he's like trying to remind her who mrs cordova is as she opens mm-hmm. the door i didn't love how the movie started off well that's definitely not how the book starts the right. book starts with her actually still in the hospital yeah she wakes up not knowing where she is what's going on or anything and we kind of get an understanding of okay she was in a car accident like she's lost her memory mm-hmm. like now we have to work on getting her to remember things the movie was just like, oh, um, here's this girl. She doesn't know anything. <laughs> right. It, it was very, like, not clear for yeah. me. And also in the book at this point, we get a really big clue about something that happened in the car accident. Because if you remember at the beginning of the book, you get this kind of, like, random. She overhears mm-hmm. some nurses talking about somebody who died that night. Right. And I thought that would have been kind of a cool clue to put put in True. to the movie. But we don't. True. Get that at On all. the reverse, they have Lawrence, or Larry, mm-hmm. uh, the husband, sneak a letter in the bottom of one of his, like, desk drawers in his office, yeah. which we don't get in the book, but that almost is, like, foreshadowing for something else, so they, like, took one thing, but, like, put a different thing in yeah. there, so I don't know. Yeah, it was kind of like, it, we definitely, we'll talk about it, like, this, the storyline's pretty similar but like a lot is different they do a lot of different yeah. things in this um so like you said he finds or he takes this letter and he stashes it away in his desk drawer doesn't do a good job of hiding it, no it's literally on the top drawer <laughs> um and we now see jennifer looking in the mirror and there's a scar on her face in the book the scar is not on her face it's on her arm right and they even talk about it numerous times about how she like tries to cover up this scar on her arm right because it's unbecoming of a woman in the 60s to have like blemishes or imperfections in in my opinion i didn't get the 60s vibes that i was really hoping for that's fair i think some of the outfits yeah giving me that vibe but i think overall it just didn't hit no, I felt like, I think the help was based in the 60s. Mm-hmm. I got, I love the way that mm-hmm. they brought the 60s to life. I didn't get it at all yeah. in this movie very much. Um, so, but anyways, she's awkwardly in bed um, with him later that night. He call, She calls him Lawrence and then he kind of like snaps at her and he's like, call me Larry. And then it was like this really awkward scene. I mean, I guess we miss a lot. I mean, we miss basically all of the inner dialogue, mm-hmm. which I wish they would have done in this movie. I wish we would have gotten an inner dialogue movie. But then you would have had to listen to 
I think Shailene Woodley talk more. I'd rather hear her voice than see her face. <laughs> um, one thing that like, I just, I felt like we didn't get a lot of her memory, like her in this, in this time frame mm-hmm. of before the accident. I mean, sorry, after the accident. Of trying to remember. Yeah. Things. There's, yeah. they don't really dive into it much at all. Yeah. They kind of cut most of that out. Um, but in the book, she's basically like trying to piece her life together. We get yeah. one scene, um, which we'll talk about in a little bit that she like has a conversation with her friend, like what happened or how, yeah. what is my life like? And, in the book, you get that a lot more. She's really trying to piece it all together because she has no clue what's going on. No. But as she does things and sees things, certain things start to trigger back yeah. into her mind. So she doesn't fully like lose her memory. It just takes her a while to get it back. Right. Well, and she talks about in the book how she know when she sees someone, she knows that she knows them, mm-hmm. but she doesn't know how she knows right. them. And books, she looks at a book. She knows what happens in that book. Or she knows the plot of that book, but doesn't know anything else about it. Um, We also don't get the scene where she sleeps with Larry for the first time, where she's like, I know he's my husband. That's right. Um, But it feels very much like she's being like abused essentially because yeah. she's like this man is basically foreign to me even though he's my husband and i supposed supposedly been sleeping with him for years yeah but to her it's a brand new experience and it's really traumatizing yeah so i feel like we missed out a lot on yeah. on that part of the story so now the movie switches this is what we were talking about earlier the first part of the book the first half of the book is all the sterlings in the mm-hmm. 60s um and then it goes into present day but right now off the bat we get present day and we see ellie waking up in bed with a, a man mm-hmm. named andrew um <laughs> and they had a fabulous one night stand and i love that she thought that she was at her house so she's like so like you gotta go and he's like <laughs> you're in my house right um so safe to say you did not get to the ellie portion of the book? I did not. All right. So big difference from book to movie is that in the book, she's actually in a relationship with a married man. I did read that in the, in the summary notes. So that I could the, find. the essentially roles reverse from like what we're going on, what, what we yeah. have in the sixties and what she's kind of experiencing present day. She's involved with a man who's married. She is unsure about her relationship with him. He doesn't seem like he's about to like leave his wife for any reason. Yeah. So we don't get that at all. What we kind of get in the movie is more of like, she just kind of sleeps around. She doesn't like yeah. commitment. She, you know, she kind of just, it's wilding out basically. I wonder why they changed that. I don't know. And I think it would have made more sense to keep it that way because the parallels between yeah. the two stories make a lot more sense when you keep it. So yeah. I'm not sure why they did that. Interesting. Um, but then we find out that she works at the London Chronicle, which is a newspaper, which I guess is why they have to keep it in 2003 because newspapers aren't like true. So much of a thing true. right now. Um, but her friends are mad at her because she was supposed to go out with them last night. So we get this idea that she's like super flighty mm-hmm. kind of. Um, but she ends up taking on this story to kind of make good with her friends. And it's about a writer who who, who worked at the Chronicle has passed away. And so she's doing like a piece on this woman. Yeah. I I felt like this. I mean, I don't know if that's exactly how it is in the book, but it was very, I was like, wait, what? It was very like, (laughs) let's throw this against the wall and see if this sticks in the story. So similarly, like in the book, she is tasked with doing a story. I think it's like comparing and contrasting old things to like what Mm -hmm. they are like now. And in her search, she goes to look at archived things. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, it's not like the storyline of like finding the specific person's like yeah. stuff. It's just, she's kind of in her 
checking of different yeah. archive things, she stumbles upon the, this. Yeah, letter. I thought it was very weird in the movie. Even yeah. having not known yeah. what was supposed <laughs> to happen, I was like, this is strange. Yeah, for sure. So, anyway, so she's doing this article on this woman who passed away. So now we flash back to 1965 and we see Jennifer's home alone um, after her husband has gone to work. And this is where we get even more of like, okay, she really doesn't know what's going on. She's lost her memory. And this is where she asks her friend, like, you know, how did the accident happen? Mm -hmm. Like what, what was going on? And her friend is being like, super like, I don't know. It just like happened. (laughs) Like not really telling her a whole lot, Um, which kind of happens in the book. We get introduced a lot, a lot more to her friends mm-hmm. in the book than we do in the movie. They have many uh, dinner dates. A lot. <laughs> a lot. Um, and she also asked her friends at this time, like, why don't I have any children? And she just basically says, you know, your husband's gone a lot. Mm-hmm. And which is one of the questions, like, they talk about in the book, too. Like, she gets asked that question a lot. So she's like, well, you have to be in the same continent with your husband to have a kid. So um, so we find out they have no kids. And then we then they do actually have one of their famous <laughs> dinner parties here. And we basically see now that Larry's kind of like a overbearing husband. Mm-hmm. He like stops her from having a second glass of wine. And we kind of just see that she's not fully happy, even though she has no idea what's going on. Yeah. For me, I felt like overbearing in the movie, but much more like aloof in the book. Yeah. Like almost like he just didn't care at all. No. Whereas in the movie, he's like, like you said, like he's purposely saying things to her or like making her feel these ways. Like in the book, I got very much like he just doesn't care. Like he's living his life. She's living hers and they just happen to cohabitate. (laughs) Side note, her hair is awful in this scene. (laughs) It is awful. It's pretty awful for the majority. Like all the short hair... um, Scenes are not cute. No. Like when she has like the long hair with like the ponytails yeah. and the headbands, those are cute, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're back in present day with Ellie and she's trying to go down the archives. And so she goes down to the archives of her own company and there's a guy there sitting there and this is Rory. And he's like, well, you need to make an appointment <laughs> for it to get in there. And she's like at my own office. And he's like, yeah. yeah, you have to fill out this thing. <laughs> so they have this like kind of cute exchange. Um, it is cute. We don't really get it in the book. Um, and something different in the book. The reason that like they're going through these archives is because the newspaper is actually moving buildings. Um, so they're going through archives to get rid of a lot of stuff. Um, so that's why everything's kind of jam- jumbled and like all over the place. Um, so she kind of help- gets Rory to help her to like go through everything. So similarly, like the movie, but just a little different in terms of why they're doing it. And so, so anyway, so you, you can see these starting to flirt with her mm-hmm. a little bit and she's totally Awkwardly, like not, not catching on. Um, but they, she does end up getting, um, a box of just random things, mm-hmm. um, from this woman and she ends up finding an old letter and it starts out with like my dearest and only love, blah, 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 blah. It's the letter that <laughs> kind of the letter that we read in the book quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and basically it's a letter where he is asking her to stay in New York or go to New York with him. And it signed your boot. Yeah. The the first letter in the book, it, we don't get the boot reference, do we? In the uh, very first one. B. Right. I'm pretty sure. Because this isn't the one she finds at the beginning no. of the book. She just finds a random one. Because they oh, they yeah. exchange quite a few letters right. throughout their time together. Um, so, yeah. he She doesn't find, like, the run away with me letter right away. Mm-hmm. Um, something else to, to know, when Ellie finds the note in the book she finds it among a bunch of like files from a company that like is 
is having issues with like asbestos and like mesothelioma and things like that. It comes into play a little bit later in the book, which is why I'm mentioning mm-hmm. it. It's not at all talked about in the movie, which is, it's an important part. Interesting. So now we go back to 1965 and Jen- Jenny's at home in her library. Ugh. And I was like, oh, I bet Roche is jealous of her library. Totally. <laughs> her home library. I mean, I would change a few things, yeah. but like, yes. <laughs> um, but she pulls out one of, um, one of her books and she kind of has this flash of like a memory coming back. And a letter falls out and she ends up reading the letter, which again is not the letter that we first get in the book. Um, But she ends up starting to like search for other letters. She's like, Oh gosh, like what is the, where (laughs) else can I find? What else can I find? (laughs) I mean, she searches the room and then she ends up finding another one inside of a shoebox, And it's talking about this place called Alberto's Mm -hmm. that they've been to. So we now get a flashback Inside the flashback. <laughs> so now we're at a flashback before the accident happened. And six months before, yes. to be exact. And we see um, the Sterlings are driving to what we know because we re- read the first part of the book is they're going to the Riviera mm-hmm. to, because that's like their vacation home. Must be nice. Basically. Um, and we find out that there's a reporter coming to the house to do an article on Sterling and all of his business endeavors. Mm-hmm. Which, again, is important to note. (laughs) Right. So now we then get a flash forward. In the flashback. Yeah, of after the accident. And Jenny decides to go to Alberto's. Because in the the letter, it not only mentions Alberto's, it, it mentions somebody named Felipe. So she goes to this, like, kind of dive bar place. Um, and, and to ask, you know, is Felipe there? We come to find out that in the movie, at least they tell her right away that Philippe was in an accident and he just never woke up. Mm-hmm. Um, in the book, they kind of mention like they don't tell her at this point Correct. that he's dead. Right. So now we go back before the accident <laughs> again and we see her, uh, we see Jenny meeting uh, Mr. Anthony O'Hare, the reporter for the very first time. And we find out that he is a foreign correspondent. Um, very special. Yes. Very, we yeah. heard uh, in the book, we learn a lot that he goes to, he went to Congo. He's done something like really hard hitting, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, he spends a stuff. lot of time in Africa. Right. Yeah. Um, he reminds me a lot of um, Johnny, Johnny from uh, Firefly Lane. Oh, <laughs> you know, okay, yeah, <laughs> foreign correspondent. Which I loved him too. So, right? yeah, maybe, maybe you need to date a foreign corresponder. No, that sounds like a lot of stress. That's true. That's true. So now we're at another dinner party, and this is where we see Larry again. He just ke- keeps interrupting Jennifer, like she tries to, or Jenny. She tries to, you know, kind of interject her thoughts and opinions on what they're talking about, and he just like shuts her down. Right. Um. So anyway, so it happens a little differently between the book and the movie now. But at some point, well, we get the inner dialogue at this point where we find out that Anthony doesn't really drink a whole lot, mm-hmm. but like he isn't really enjoying being there. So he decides to start drinking. Yeah. Because he thinks all these people are like super uppity and like just right. have their noses in the air. So in the in the movie, he's outside like having a cigarette like on the terrace or whatever with somebody else. And he starts like kind of talking bad about about the group mm-hmm. of people and that how he thinks, you know, even Jen- Jenny is like spoiled and doesn't have a thought in her mind or whatever. And, and Jenny walks 
like walks up behind him mm-hmm. and hears it. Um, in the book, it's a little different. Yeah, he like is walking home with one of the other dinner guests, and as they're walking home, he doesn't realize that Jenny has like caught up to them because he forgot his scarf or something. His jacket. His jacket. <laughs> yeah, and she overhears them, and then he's like, "Ah, oh, crap, <laughs> caught." <laughs> um, but in the uh, the next morning, he ends up walking back to the house. Um, cause he has written her an apology letter, very which is nice. very nice. He's good um, with his words. Right. And it, it, in the book, they describe it, how he walked like a really long ways and he mm-hmm. wasn't even sure if he was going in the right direction. Right. Um, but he ends up getting back to the house and he, th- and Jenny's there with one of her friends at this point in the book, they like drive by him and like see him on the side of the yeah, road. Cause he's and lost. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. Cause he's lost. Cause they're like, the house is not even in this direction, but in the, in the movie, he actually makes it all the way to the house and gives her the letter. But she's like, you know, being annoying and is like, well, you can read it out loud. <laughs> and so she, uh, he reads the letter out loud and then also asks if, um, Lawrence and her would like to go to lunch as like an apology. Uh, so they end up going to lunch the next day. In the book, Larry is not at, at that lunch. Right. He gets called away for work. Yeah. He's gone at he's this like, point. He's like, gotta go. <laughs> yeah. See ya. Um, but in the in the movie, all three of them are at lunch and then Larry gets called away and the waiter comes back and is basically like, yeah, he's not coming back. He's <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> um, but we find out a little bit more about Anthony at this lunch and they find out that he's divorced and that he has a son. Um, and Named she, Peter, not Philip. Yeah. For whatever reason. Whatever reason. <laughs> and we find out, um, or this is where he gets the nickname Boot because she reference him as being um, like the character William Boot from the book named Scoot. Scoop, 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 or scoop. scoop. Yeah, Something one of those like two or whatever. I've never heard of it. <laughs> um, so that's where the nickname Boot has come from. So now we see that, you know, Larry has gone away for work. And so Jenny's like, well, I've got nothing to do. <laughs> How would you like to go sailing on this yacht? <laughs> Sounds like a pretty good day. All right. So they go on this like bachelorette style, like date on this sailing <laughs> boat. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And she's like sitting there, like all like seductor, seduced, like trying to seduce him. Seductively? Yeah. No, like she's a seductress. Yes. I think we've had this conversation. Oh, I'm sure we have. I'm sure we have. But she's trying to, she's sitting there. She knows what she's doing. And they get a little bit more deeper into like, you know, her side of the, you know, of life. And this is where we find out that she's from New York and that their dads live or work together. Mm. And that's how they got together. Because she doesn't can't have a British accent. So let's make her from New York. We also find out at this point that this that Anthony has cheated on his wife. And he also tells, but she tries to like psychoanalyze him when when he tells her this. And she's like, he's like, you know, like, don't like try to fix me. <laughs> like Rule number one, ladies, don't try right. to fix him. And, you know, he ends up asking her, like, have you ever been in love? And she's like, Well, I'm married. <laughs> He's and? like, he's like, so, and she's like, Larry and I are perfectly content. I'm like, Roche, if I ever describe my relationship as perfectly content, like, I could think kidnap of me. a few relationships mm-hmm. that are perfectly content. Mm-hmm. For sure. I won't name names. For sure, though. <laughs> so now we're back in the present time, um, and Ellie's working on her story, and she ends up getting, um, a call from Rory in archives and saying that he's found another letter. So 
Rory to the rescue. <laughs> um, and they read the letter and she's like so invested now. She's like, I need to know how this ends. Like, I really need to figure For this sure. out. And he's like, okay, but like, there's probably even more down in the archives, like even further down in the mm. archives. Um, but they need like special permission to get in there. So we're back in 1965 and it's before the accident. And we see Jenny and her friends, they go down to the beach and Mr. Anthony O'Hare is sitting there all just gorgeous on the beach reading a book. Without beach attire. Right. <laughs> um, and she ends up writing him a letter, like asking him if he wants to hang out. Like, were there no telephones in this, um, in the 60s? But I think letter writing was just very popular then, which yeah. is like, it's such a lost art form, in my I opinion. Know. And like, I'm surprised you don't love it more because you're a big, like, card I giver. I do. I do. But like, not like I, I don't want to write you a note to ask you if you want to hang, hang out. out. Like, right. there's things I would, I like writing letters That's for, fair. but not that. But they end up uh, exchanging letters and seeing each other. Um, one thing, though, in the book, they mentioned how, like, when Jenny would write the letters, it was very, like, yes, no, mm-hmm. meet me at this time. Like, it was very short. Yeah. They gave her way more credit in the movie. <laughs> like, she actually, like, put a full sentence together. Right. Um, but anyway, so they've been hanging out. You know, here and there. They end up getting caught in a rainstorm. Of course. And they run into the car. And of course, the car dies. <laughs> and they end up they end up playing this game called, like, the picnic game. Which, do they reference this in I the book? I don't remember it in the book, I don't, no. I mean, I didn't read about it. And basically, it's like you close your eyes and you envision yourself in a place you would rather be. Like, having a picnic with people and whatnot Listen, if they could astro project like in behind her eyes they could actually be they where could they, there. Be. they could <laughs> um, but there's a moment when they're doing this and he ends up like grabbing her hand and they have this moment and mm-hmm. then she gets all flustered and then the car starts miraculously <laughs> they just um, needed a little bit more time yeah and she ends up taking him back to his hotel so now we're back in present time again and Rory uh, texts Ellie to um, let him know that they have permission to go down to the archives now. Mm-hmm. Um, I did love at the beginning, I forgot to mention this, how Rory had told Ellie that he had read her articles yes. about like leaving people like yeah. on read and everything. Um, That's it, it, It's kind of played off of that a little bit in the book because he basically says that like, us in the librarian archive section mm-hmm. know all of you writers. None of you take the time to know any of us. Yeah. So, like, this is kind of like, hey, I've read all your stuff. Like, I know who you are. There's ever there's always one department in any business who mm-hmm. feels neglected. Mm-hmm. What's that in, in ours or in yours? Uh, you? the, <laughs> me. No, I would rather be. I would I would much rather be ignored a lot more. Um, no, I'd say, like, probably, like, the traffic department. True. True. Bo- both ends of the traffic department <laughs> always feel left out. So now we're back in 1965 and Jennifer goes to visit Anthony and he's conveniently not ready yet. And so he, they say the um, receptionist is like, well, he wants you to go up there and you can wait for him to get ready. So she goes up to his room and she's so awkward. (laughs) So she goes up there and like, you can tell that she's like ready to like make her move on him Mm -hmm. and she tries to kiss him and he pulls away. And then she, like, runs out. It happens differently in the book, though. Uh, Yeah, in the book, she, like, turns her body around and, like, has him unzip her dress. Mm -hmm. And then he just zips it back up. So I don't really know. (laughs) And then then she freaks out. Because 
Well, yeah, because he's basically denying her. In both in both cases, he's denying her. In both cases, she looks like an idiot. Right. <laughs> that's really what you need to know. So she runs off um, and she goes home and Larry comes home and she's just miserable and she's so sad. I mean, he is a pretty insufferable kind of guy. That's true. So. And relationships in the 60, 60s were very different than they are right. now. Um, I hope. Right. So, But Anthony ends up sending her a letter to explain what he did and why he basically rejected her and it's basically telling her like you know i'm so in love with you Mm -hmm. that at this point they're back in london right like the riviera vacation is over yes correct and but and he also asked to like see her you know i would like to meet you and she runs to go find him (laughs) because he's like meet me here at this time and so she does and then they finally have their kiss She's so lucky. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, if it makes you feel better, they're acting in a role. It's not real. Also, you could be envisioning her making out with Aaron Rodgers, no, which is you. way worse. No, thank you. Which, by the way, what if she ends up being super good luck for you guys this season? Will you like her? Well, then? considering that he just came back to camp makes me think that it's not going to go well. He's been gallivanting with like, I don't even know how He's old been doing she is. karaoke in Hawaii. <laughs> I would be too, honestly. So after they have their kiss, they decide that they need to keep going. Mm-hmm. And so they end up going to Alberto's, which is from the letter from the beginning. Looks like a fun place. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of things. Alberto's has seen some things. <laughs> yes. Um, and this is where we actually meet Felipe, who is a bartender. And in the book, isn't he like a singer there? Like he's not. Mm. I don't believe he's the bartender. All I remember is he's his friend. Right. So... <laughs> We end up, or they have a drink, they dance, and then they go have sex in the coat in the coat room. Naughty, naughty. Which is what happens in the book, but there's like a coat attendant in the mm-hmm. book who like just basically, if you give her ten bucks, she'll go away. She looks the other way. <laughs> Something different though in the book. Um, we get a mm-hmm. little bit of it at the beginning, so. In the book, which we don't really get here, is she's trying to figure out who this man is who she's fallen in love with. And so she's trying to, like, do a process of elimination of, like, their friends and their friend group. Like, who could it be? And she actually ends up um, thinking that it's this guy named Reggie, who's her best friend's, I think, brother. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, oh, it's got to be him. Like, you know, his letter makes sense. I don't know. She thinks it's him anyway. But so she actually like tries to make an advance on him and he falls for it or not falls for it, but he's into it. And then come to find out as they're like getting ready to like make things happen. He's like, so like, do you want to get a room? Do you want to like whatever? And she's like, this doesn't feel right. Like right. this doesn't feel romantic. And we come to find out that the night that her and Anthony actually had sex in the coat closet, mm-hmm. she ran into Reggie and Reggie mm-hmm. saw that like they were doing that. So he assumed that's the kind of girl she right. is. So he was like, Hey, if you're into it, I'm into it. But I, <laughs> I'm so sad that we missed that. I, I thought that was such an interesting part of the book. Well, and that night, I mean, this is probably the best time to talk about this. That was the night of the, the holiday party, the mm-hmm. night that mm-hmm. she made this advance on Reggie, her at her husband's work, they were having this holiday party. Right. And there's a character missing in this story of in the movie. We don't get Moira, That's the assistant. Right. That's right. So intermixed with all of the craziness that's happening with Jennifer, we also get a few chapters from Moira's perspective. Moira is um, Lawrence's like personal assistant at his job. And she 
has Loves feelings. Him. Yeah, he, she has feelings for Lawrence and she really wants to like be with him. She thinks that Jennifer is like, you know, taking it for granted, whatever. Um, she ends up eventually after the accident, um, Lawrence is in kind of a state of mind where he kind of allows them to have you know, they, they, they have sex and she's now fully invested, obviously. Right. Um, so she thinks it's like, okay, like he might leave her, like we might be together. Eventually she realizes, no, no, this is just like one. I'm one of a few. He starts sleeping with another woman, decides to demote her because she's being a little too clingy and she ends up doing something, um, providing something to Jenny to kind of, um, essentially blackmail Lawrence, which yeah. we'll get to in a little bit because it does affect something else that happens. But yeah, we don't get anything of Moira. Um, not sure why. Uh, I think to your point, I think you mentioned, you know, while reading the book, you felt like there were a lot of ancillary characters. She was probably one of those ancillary characters with the exception of what she provides to Jenny right. at the end of part one. Yeah. So. I would have liked it a little bit more. It would have added a little bit more flair to it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so in the movie though, like after... Um, Jenny and Anthony have sex. They don't run into anybody. Mm -hmm. It's just like they're in the they're clear. Good. They're yeah. in the clear. <laughs> so now we're back in the present and we see Rory and Ellie going through all of the archives and it's like stuff everywhere. And Rory keeps like, ignoring his phone call. And um, they basically just gather like any and everything that they could find. Mm -hmm. In the book, um, it's mentioned multiple times that Rory has a boss who is kind of like the know-it-all of everything that has to do with archives. Um, he's always like, you know, if you need more help, like he might be of help to you. Maybe you should like reach out to him. And she's like, man, I got you. I'm good. So, but now we're in six, 1965 again, and we see that a PO box has been set up um, for the letters for when they come back to London. So they now don't have, you know, maids to shuffle their <laughs> letters in between them two. So she ends up going to his flat and they're hooking up and then they play their little picnic game again. Um, and they, they're in the garden, like saying goodbye. And he, this is where he actually ends up asking her to go to New York with him. He's like, I got this job offer in New York. Mm -hmm. Like, please come with me. We can start a new life there. Like it's away from everything. And she totally freaks out and she like projects it on him and is like, I can't go. And you're going to get bored of me. And I can't go because you're going to get bored of me. I'm like, oh, there's no reason for you not to go. Right. You well, know? and we get a little bit more in the, in the book of like, she's like, you know, I have a status to uphold. Mm -hmm. I have, you know, this is my lifestyle. I can't just like up and leave this lifestyle right. that I have. Also in the sixties, it wasn't very common for women to leave their husbands. Right. So she's kind of thinking of what other people think more so what she wants. Yeah. More so than what she wants. So she ends up writing him a letter and tells him that she's not going and that she just like, can't take this risk. And he then writes her back saying, okay, but like, you should still come with me. <laughs> come with me. This is when my train leaves. Blah, 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 blah. This is the be all and all. Yes. Supposed so, last letter. Jenny goes home. And after, and that night, Larry ends up not coming home for dinner. Like he's late from work once again. And she's like, all right, I'm done with this. And so she takes off her ring. She decides to leave and it's pouring down rain. She can't get a taxi. So she ends up running to Alberto's, which I'm like, how close could that have been? Like, hopefully In the close. book, it didn't seem like it was very close. No. Um, and she finds Felipe to take her. 
And on the way to the train, her and Felipe get into this car accident. And then while they're in the car accident, Anthony and the train leave. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the book, it's interesting because so the panic of her leaving is much more intensified because I think she's supposed to be going to a dinner date with Lawrence Mm -hmm. and um, you know, Mrs. Cordoza's like, okay, like which dress do you want to wear? And she's like, Oh, um, like, I don't know. And then starts packing a bag and Mrs. Cordoza kind of essentially understands why she's doing what she's doing. So she just helps her. She's like, I'll pack for you. Like here are the necessities, whatever. Um, And then on top of that, when she goes and finds Felipe, Felipe first says no to her. Mm. And then he, you know, he's like, I'll do this, but you have to promise that you won't break his heart because he loves you. So if you have any like indication that you might change your mind, don't do this. And she's like, no, this is it. This is the be all end all. (laughs) So. Oh, poor Felipe. I know. So now we go back to the present and Rory and Ellie are going through the archives still again. And he keeps getting these phone calls. And at the same time, he finds another letter and his phone rings again. And this time Ellie decides to answer it. And we don't know who's on the other line, but she finds out that it's his birthday. So they end up going to his birthday party, which he Mm -hmm. is totally blown off to hang out with her. And the both of them end up talking about past relationships, very much like Jenny and Anthony did. (laughs) And then they go and they dance and then they end up going back to his flat and hooking up. And then she just bounces in the morning. So this is why I have an issue with Rory's character in the movie, because mm-hmm. in the book, he's very much like he has his own life. He has his own friends. He's the one that initiates like meeting up with her. He invites her yeah. out. He's very much like, yeah, I want you inserted into this friendship, but also yeah. like I have a life. Like I'm not this like lonely kid who like right. is sitting around waiting for you to invite me to places, which I didn't appreciate. Um, and the way that the morning after kind of takes place, place is she actually goes to uh, they go back to her place in the book Mm. she goes to get coffee or something and brings it back and when he when she comes back he's dressed and like ready to leave and she comes to find out that she has um a voicemail on her answering machine Mm -hmm. from the guy that she's sleeping Ah. with the married man he's like i don't do complicated you figure your stuff out i'm out oh yeah so it's very much like i'm standing my ground versus this which was like a little like needy in a little bit because eventually he starts like texting her like did i do something wrong what's the situation so it was role reversal which i didn't appreciate yeah so after she leaves him in the morning she ends up going to the post office to find the p who owns the p.o box thinking that they're just gonna like tell her tell her (laughs) um so she ends up they don't tell her so she's like all right well i'm gonna write write to you know jay Mm -hmm. in these in the P.O. box and see what happens. So she ends up writing a letter saying like, Hey, I found these letters. Like, I'd love to talk to you. She ends up getting a letter, letter back from Jennifer Sterling saying that she doesn't want to talk about it. So not like the book, which I figured it wasn't because the P.O. box is shut down, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it is shut down for a while, but I think, no, she does keep it open, but she's very much like open to, she's like, oh, wow, I can't believe you found them. Where did you find them? Let's meet up. So oh, she does. She's so much she's more much like more open. open to it. Yeah. So Ellie then tries in the movie, tries to go back or she goes to Jennifer's place and tries to talk to her. And she's like, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I told you before. And it's weird. She writes something on her hand in the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't understand she what that O'Hare. was. 
because she's talking on the phone or something, mm-hmm. Jenny, and she mentioned, oh no, she says to her, uh, my business with me and Mr. Mr. O'Hare oh, is personal. Gotcha. So she figures out who the guy is. In the gotcha. book, she actually does have the meeting with mm-hmm. Jenny. They sit down, they have a conversation. She's on the phone talking to someone and I think she mentions his name or something mm. like that. And that's when she like, oh, she's like, oh no, okay. It's Anthony gotcha. O'Hare. I gotta go find him now. So now we are back in 1965 and it's after the accident. And Jenny, at this point, goes to the post office and finds out that Larry has shut down the the P.O. box Mm -hmm. because he had found that letter. And he was like, how does assistant go shut it down? So she goes home to find a letter that Larry has had stashed in his study. And she's very rude to Mrs. Cordova at this point. She's like, I need to get in there. It's not a question. It is... (laughs) an order. I yeah. was like, you are really mean. And she ends up finding the letter, you know, again, she doesn't have her memory back and she finds that letter asking him to meet her or her to meet him mm-hmm. at the train station. So she ends up confronting Larry about, about the letter and tampering with her mail. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry if I catch my boyfriend cheating and he then is like you are tampering with my mail (laughs) i'm like you are tampering with my heart right i was like you have zero feet to stand on at this at this very moment anyways he ends up um saying here he says yeah i found this letter with you when you had the accident and that's how I got the letter. And he says he knows that it's Anthony, but at this point he tells her that Anthony was killed in the car accident. And that's why he, you know, you haven't heard Mm -hmm. from him that he was the passenger in, in the car and Felipe was driving. Which is so weird because in the book, like she doesn't know obviously that Felipe died. She doesn't even know that Felipe technically exists kind of in this thing. So she just thinks, Oh, okay. Me and Anthony were together. I survived, he died. Not, there was a third man in the car. (laughs) Like, it was just very strange. Yeah. (laughs) So, at this point, she thinks, you know, end of story, Anthony died. I have no one to try to go find at this point, is what his whole purpose was. So, now we're back in the present, and Ellie looks up Larry Sterling and finds an article that Anthony O'Hare wrote. So, that's kind of her connection of, you know, Mm -hmm. how they got together. And this is the point you were talking about. Rory keeps texting her at this and is like, what did I do wrong? Which is like so demasculating. Is that a word? Um, Emasculating, I think. Emasculating? Okay. Anyway. To like do that to him. Like, like, I don't know. I just wanted better. I wanted more for Rory. (laughs) Um, But so she ends up writing an email to try to make contact with Anthony O'Hare. And he ends up calling her and they meet up in London and... She asked, like, how they met and how the story ended. And he basically, and she asked, like, have you guys, did you guys ever see each other again? And then it flashes to London 1969. I got to stop you there. Because the twist of all twists mm-hmm. comes in at this point in the book. Ooh, tell me. Tell me more. So what she actually ends up doing is finding a Philippe, or Philip, sorry, a Philip O'Hare. Mm emails him and says, I think I'm looking for your dad. He may, you know, have died. Um, You know, he may have connection to a woman named Jennifer Sterling, blah, 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 blah. 
And he writes back and he's like, oh, because she tells him I work for the newspaper, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And he's like, wait, so you work for, in the movie, it's the Chronicle, but in the book, it's the Nation. He goes, you work for the Nation? And she's like, yeah, that's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to do the story. He goes, interesting, because my dad has worked for the Nation for years. Oh. Guess who he is? (laughs) He's the librarian, Rory's boss. Oh, my God. He has been in this story this entire time. Oh, my God. (laughs) So when I I read that, I was like, oh, my God. He's literally been under Ellie's nose this entire time. Oh, my God. She just refused. They even had an exchange where he asked her a question, or I think she went to look for Rory, and he's like, Rory's not here. So he has no, she has known who, or like been around him this entire time, had no idea that it was Rory. What a cool twist. Why would they not have put that in there? Oh, you have no idea. And like, I was so upset when we yeah. didn't get that because I was like, that is such a good, again, and I've kind of tried to allude to mm-hmm. it earlier, but throughout the whole part two, Rory keeps reiterating, like, my boss is like, the, mm-hmm. you know, he knows everything. He's, he's really smart. He's been here for years. He's this, he's yeah. that. Um, and it was such a great, like, gratifying yeah. like, twist to find out, oh, he's been there yeah. the entire time. The reason she didn't pick up on it is because she was looking for writers mm-hmm. with, by the name of Anthony O'Hare. Yeah. Well, the, like the time that her or him and Jenny, like, officially split he decided to go into archives and stopped being a correspondent from that day on so she was looking for a guy who was doing something completely different in the same building well and she wasn't paying attention to the archive people right exactly (laughs) it was so wild to me when that thought yeah i'm getting chills just i know when you told me i got chills (laughs) um so now in the movie though we find out, so it's London 1969, and it's Christmas. I got a great <laughs> Christmas scene. And they're, like, in this cute little, like, Christmas village. And we see Anthony and Jenny cross paths. Mm-hmm. And they do this, like, double take, and she passes out. Yep. In the book, I think she is at a restaurant, and he's there with, like, a coworker, mm-hmm. And she, like, is looking... And realizes, and this is important because in book and in movie, she has not known what he looks like since the accident. So she doesn't right. know who she's looking for. But when she sees him, yeah. it's instant. She remembers yeah. everything. Uh, yeah. See, she's our next Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so anyway, so they, she tells him, you know, or he tells her like about the accident and then they end up, you know, hooking up mm. or she tells him about the accident. They end up hooking up. And he says that, he, you know, he's still in love with her. And she ends up telling him that she's like, I have a daughter now. And her name is Esme, which is, you know, Twilight vibes major. <laughs> and he says, like, I still love you. Like, I want to be with you. Bring your daughter to New York. Like, still leave Larry. Mm-hmm. Like, let's finally get this. So... You know, and she's like, still like, I don't know. I don't know. And he's like, all right, well, I'll wait for you. Like, whenever you're ready. And I'm like, that's what every girl wants to hear. What a man. Right? (laughs) So now we're in the present again. And 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 he says, like, after that time when she left the hotel room, that was the last time they ever saw or heard from each Mm other. And she tries to give him the letters that that she had found and he asks and she asks like you know do you want me to get you in touch with her he ends up saying like you should just give these letters back to her mm-hmm. um basically it's like, anyway like if she wanted to talk to me she could right ellie ends up going back to see jennifer and says that she met up with anthony and gave her those letters 
So now we flash back to 1969 again after they had reunited. Jennifer's at home. She ends up pulling out all of the letters and confronts Larry again <laughs> about, you know, lying to lying to her about him being dead and whatnot. And she threatens, like, I'm going to leave and I'm going to take my daughter with you. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, right. this is 1965. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> um, so anyway, she ends up grabbing her daughter and they go back to the hotel that, which I'm like, what in the world? Like, you read these letters again for the 80th time, and now it finally clicks? Like, <laughs> come on, yeah. girl. Like, in the book, um, this is where Moira comes into play mm-hmm. big time. So when Moira gets demoted, mm-hmm. she's like, you know what? Screw you, Larry. Right. Um, what we don't know in the movie is that Larry's company is, like, a mining company in Africa. And some of the, like, uh, chemicals and stuff that they use um, has caused, like, asbestos. Mm -hmm. And people are dying from mesothelioma. So he's, like, in it deep with some, like, crap that could really get him in trouble. So Mora ends up giving the files to Jenny with an additional letter that Larry kept from her that was six weeks, six weeks or six months after the final letter where he says, I want you to come with me, where he's saying, like, I'm still struggling, like, I'm still want, like, I still want to be with you, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so when she confronts Larry, when Jenny confronts Larry, Mm -hmm. she's like, oh, that's funny that you think that I don't have any pull over you, but, like, look at these files. I could get you arrested, like, immediately. So she has a little bit more, like, pep in her step to be able to be like, okay, I can stand on my own two feet. You have nothing to say here. So They give her none of that in the movie. None of that. (laughs) (laughs) Because at this point in the movie, she just grabs her daughter, goes back to the hotel, and Anthony's already gone. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. I mean, he said he'll wait, but he didn't say at this hotel, you know? (laughs) So she tries to go to find him at the London Chronicle because that is where he was working. Mm -hmm. And this woman there, who is the woman she is doing the article that Ellie is now doing the article on, tells her, you know, he quit. Mm -hmm. And so at this point, Jennifer hands all of the letters over to this woman and is like, if he ever comes back, please give them, you know, to him. And then that, so that kind of comes full circle that that's how this woman had these letters, I guess. In the book, this is the one part of the book that I could have done without. Um, So when she goes to the newsroom, uh, Anthony's boss has been basically in this and kind of seen what she's been doing to Anthony. So he actually lies to her. And tells her that because he was supposed to go to Africa to Mm -hmm. do a story and lies to her and says he actually already left. Um, So and there's no way to contact him. And she's like, okay, but can you give him these letters or like, you know, make contact with him? Tell him I'm here. Tell him I want to be with him. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, She actually ends up going to Africa. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) She goes to Africa. And meanwhile, she's trying to like get to the Congo. And the the people in in the Congo or like near the Congo, they're like, lady. White women can't be here right now. We're in a very tumultuous time. And she's like, but I need to see him. Oh, God. I hated that part in the book. I I thought it was so unnecessary. I died to see Shailene Woodley in the Congo. It was just so not necessary. And I was like, I could have done without it. But the whole point is she does leave the letters with the news people and then eventually gets filed with the Mm -hmm. asbestos stuff that they eventually, Ellie and Rory, find. So full circle in that sense. So now we're back in the present and Ellie and Jennifer are still talking and she and Jennifer tells Ellie, like, you know, after that happened, she went back to Larry 
for a while they had, you know, her daughter grew up a little bit. And then finally, when it became easier for women to leave their mm-hmm. husbands, she did finally leave him. And she said that she tried to find Anthony, but she never could. Mm-hmm. I don't know how hard she looked, but she could never she find clearly him. clearly didn't go to the Congo. <laughs> she didn't go to the Congo. <laughs> so Ellie ends up writing the story for the article um, about the love letters and her editor loved it and whatnot. Which is crazy because in the book, she's having this like, um struggle because she's being very like flaky at work and she's mm. really focused on these letters when she's actually supposed to be doing a completely different story yeah. that I mentioned and her boss is pissed at her. Yeah. She like basically <laughs> is about to fire her uh-huh. until she's like, hey, I have the story. It's really good. She tries to get her to like actually name names mm-hmm. and Ellie's like, that's not my story to tell. So she kind of flips it to do a um, comparison of like love letters in the 60s and how mm-hmm. romantic it was to like present day dating Texting. and like text messages and like sliding into DMs right. and things like that. <laughs> So I thought that was interesting that they just decided to totally take that right. out. But. So she ends up then calling Rory to apologize. And I love this part. She was like, she's like, I think you're effing tip top, Rory. <laughs> <laughs> um, to come find out that she's actually standing outside of his flat in the rain. Oh, so cute. Um, and then he comes down and they kiss and it's very cute. So they end up going to tell Anthony um, that Jennifer actually went to find him mm-hmm. both times, basically, mm-hmm. you know, and he ends up, he was like, oh my gosh, she actually came. Like, it was so cute. Yeah. He's like this old man now. <laughs> and he ends up like writing, he, he sits down and he writes her a letter asking her to meet him at Postman Park and he sends it to her P.O. box. So cute. I was like, I'm so glad they kept it like that. At 100%. Least. And so anyways, it, so I thought it was cute because Ellie and Rory end up taking him to the park mm-hmm. and it doesn't look like she's going to show up. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, they're for, he's, she's for <laughs> sure showing up. And she finally shows up and they have their moment and then they play the picnic game again. So cute. And basically it ends with a flashback of what kind of would have happened if she would have made it to the train station yeah. that day. I did cry at the end of this. You did? Yeah, it was so cute. <laughs> it was every very time. Cute. Old old people in love will get me every time. I was a little worried, I'm not going to lie, because at the end when they're waiting on Jenny, mm-hmm. the book is different because Ellie actually brings Jenny. Oh. So I'm like, oh, okay, we're good. Like in yeah. the book, we're good. We know she's going to make it. Right. But like, I was like, oh my God, Jen- Jenny's by herself. What if she doesn't come? Like, <laughs> and To be honest, the... Ellie should have taken her. The right. last two times she has tried to get to this man, something has happened. Yeah, Ellie's like, let me take matters into my own hands right. and let me make sure she gets Goodness there Goodness gracious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's how the movie ends and how the book ends. So, I mean, does the movie stay true to the book? Yes. Storyline-wise? Yeah. I'm just so sad that the, like, full circle plot twist of him working at the newspaper just wasn't And included. that would have been an easy add, too. And the 100%. movie the movie is only an hour and 50 minutes long. Yeah. So, like, you could have added that 100%. to it. 100%. It would have been so great to see. Right. I mean, maybe they thought it'd be too obvious. Who knows? I will say, I did pick up on it because they, in the book, it's, like, belabored like it's mm-hmm. like mentioned multiple multiple times yeah. eventually i was like okay like this guy's gonna come him. to play it's yeah. probably him um which it still didn't like it still was just a great right. plot twist either way um but yeah maybe it was it would have been too obvious in the book i don't know or the movie well i think i know our answer for this one book or movie book 1000 percent. even though i only read half of it 
book for sure. I can't wait to reread this book. This is how much I love this book. It was really good. <laughs> it was good. a beautiful book. It was book. really good. I think I'm actually going to give it to my mom to read because I think she'll gorgeous. really like It's gorgeous. It. It's a great book. Um, Not to like, you know, switch gears, but I read a similar book to this. It's unfortunately a little bit more of a sadder um, outcome in the end, but the, it's called The Stationery Shop and it's very mm-hmm. much that like, like, um, wrong, right people, wrong time type yeah. plot line, which I have apparently is a favorite of mine now yeah, evidently. <laughs> but this book was was just chef's kiss <laughs> i'm just so excited to talk about it um all right that's it for this one make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app if you're listening on apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review you can follow us on instagram twitter and facebook at the movie girls you can also email us at the at gmail.com and like we said earlier, we are on Patreon. Our two levels are our rom-com level, which gets you our episodes 24 hours ahead. You also get access to our Karen reviews. And then our drama level gets you what I already mentioned. You get a sticker for joining. You get a shout out in a future episode. And you get access to our bonus content, including our booby serials. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the booby girls. And up next, the reason why I couldn't push this any further is because <laughs> up next we are doing the Kite Runner. And that is a Thick book. It's thick, yes. And it's come highly, like, um, suggested or highly Mm -hmm. requested by a few of our followers. So I'm excited to do this one. I know nothing about this. I watched the movie years ago. I couldn't even tell you what it's about or, like, what the main plot points are, but I'm excited. And I promise you I will try my best to finish this book. You heard that here first. Well, we are <laughs> going on vacation this weekend, so... Well, I mean, I <laughs> would probably be lead- well, Are you going to read in the car? Maybe we can auto-book it in the car. Do you think our third <laughs> member in the car is going to be okay with that? She'll be fine. I mean, two against one. Maybe she'll be okay with it. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye. Bye.